The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. Yeah, it's a very good afternoon, everyone. Evening. It's almost dark, actually, as we head towards the shortest day of the year in about a couple of weeks' time. I think it's the 22nd of June is the winter solstice. Jimmy, can you just confirm that? You should have learnt that at high school, but I'm pretty sure the 22nd of June is the winter solstice. Oh, 21st, he's just confirmed. I was 24 hours out. I knew it was around 21st, 22nd. Anyway, that's why it's getting darker, earlier, and, of course, the sun's coming up later. In fact, Megan, who works in the office here, was just complaining that she got up at about 5 to 7 this morning and it was still dark. Megan, yeah, it's going to get darker over the next few days before we turn it around. Anyway, uh, regardless of that, let's talk about sport. And the weekend was an interesting one. A lot has been said about Fremantle's performance. A lot has been said about the Eagles' performance against Adelaide. But yesterday, there were two good games of WAFL football. In fact, the Waffle probably in some ways, other than Fremantle doing so well against Brisbane, commanded some of the major headlines. Nat Fife playing for Peel Thunder at Leaderville Oval on Saturday against Subiaco. And the crowds were up because Subi don't have a lot of followers and supporters. And no doubt a lot of Fremantle people went down to see Nat Fife go around and he came through unscathed. Whether he was mobbed after the game, uh, there were a few people that ran on the ground and wanted to touch him and get up, up uh, close and personal and maybe get an autograph. But I recall the days when at the end of every WAFL game, before the AFL came in, people used to run on the ground all the time and get close to their favourite players and smell the ointment and get a bit of sweat and get an autograph signed. It was just that it's so unusual in these circumstances. Not so much unusual in the WAFL. But I heard, of course, uh, just along you saying he was hoping to maybe take him off a couple of minutes before the end to not ha- make that happen. But uh, because the game was up for grabs, Nat Five wanted to play. And in the end, uh, they got over the line, Peel Thunder. But also I do understand with the COVID situation uh, and Nat Five being such an important part and not wanting to go down with COVID ahead of his first uh, game in the AFL, his return date this weekend that it was a bit risky. So I can understand all the pros and cons related to that. But just going back to the WAFL, I went to Joondalup yesterday and I rang Neil Fong, Dr. Neil Fong, who's the president of the West Perth Footy Club. And I said, Neil, would you mind coming on? Because I believe there was a few issues at Joondalup yesterday. And I wasn't speaking from hearsay. I was there. I saw it the match between West Perth and East Perth, which is a a real low-scoring, tough game of footy, and congratulations to the Falcons in the end pulling away in the second half of the final term to record the victory. East Perth, by the way, a bit of a hoodoo, West Perth at June. They haven't won there since about 2017. But besides that, there wasn't a lot of planning that went into it. I rocked up there. The match was due to start at 2.10. I got there about 10 minutes to 2, and there was a mile, there was a queue a mile long, people wanting to get in. It was ridiculous. And there was about two or three people through one turnstile trying to admit all these people in. And you'd think they would have made provision for maybe a second entry point to that game yesterday. A lot of people that got there well before 
the start of the game would have missed it. The start of the game, they did push the game back to two fifteen. But honestly, there would have been hundreds and hundreds of people in a long queue, uh, probably about four, five, four, five hundred metres, waiting to get in at about ten to two with the game twenty minutes away. Also, the other issue, and this is where the waffle needs to be proactive, and whether it's a responsibility of the clubs, which I suggested is, they didn't get it right. Hardly any food and drink outlets. In fact, a family member of mine who's got two young kids went to get something for the kids and had to leave the ground and go close to Lakeside Shopping Centre where there's a couple of takeaway outlets, get something for the kids and come back to the ground. And on the other side, because there were hundreds of kids there, they went there with their mums and dads and whatever. It was a great family day at Joondalup. The one Mr. Whippy ice cream van was going full steam all match. There was a queue of kids a mile long as well. You'd think they'd commission a second one or maybe a third one. It was a fine day. People were going to go out. It was an opportunity for the family to go to the waffle, and they erred. They erred big time yesterday at June Dub. I don't know what it was like at Fremantle Oval, but if you – and I invited Neil Fong on the program, but he says, Peter, you need to be promoting waffle football, no, none of the negatives. Well, hang on, Neil. I do promote the WAFL, and there's a lot of good things about the WAFL, but you got it wrong yesterday. You got it wrong yesterday, and there'll be a lot of people thinking, I'm not going to go back after that experience yesterday, the experience of waiting and waiting and waiting when normally you rock up and you walk straight in and waiting and not being served uh, when you want to get maybe a cup of chips and a, and a drink, a water or something like that, and you couldn't find a way to get there. Uh, it wasn't good yesterday. So all I want to say, if you were there, and I said, Neil Fong was invited to come. I'll just explain what went wrong yesterday, but he didn't take the invitation because I was going to be a bit negative about it. Uh, temper of bedshed text line. Your, your mob, uh, Jimmy, West Perth, they were good. They're top of the WAFL ladder. And I said we certainly talk glowingly what's been a great season for the Falcons, but we had to look at what happened yesterday. 0487 736 736. 0487 736 736. If you were there yesterday at Arena Joondalup to see the Perth Derby, which attracted just over 4,000 people. There's a very healthy crowd there, but they didn't manage it well as well. If you'd like to give us a call, the Scarborough Toyota open line is there as well, 13 at 12.55. Just some news, and you've probably heard it, uh, the fact that a couple of suspensions, and particularly Michael Frederick is an interesting one, isn't it? Uh, he's been... Uh, Stepped down from the game this week. He won't play because he broke uh, the protocol of the Fremantle Dockers. He had a drink after the game and the win against Brisbane on Sunday afternoon. And uh, Peter Bell's come out as a spokesman for the Fremantle Football Clubs saying that he broke club's protocol and he has been uh, stood down for one week and won't be available for selection for the game against Hawthorne here on Saturday afternoon. In other footy news, Melbourne, you may have heard of suspended Stephen May for getting into a scuffle with teammate Jake Melksham while drinking. Now the key defender was out of action under the AFL's concussion protocols and the club said he was aware he should not have been drinking. Uh, Elliot Yo, by the way, uh, has can accept a early plea, a one-match suspension after being involved in a... Uh, 
an incident involving a Swan Districts player in the match at the weekend. So Elliot Yo rubbed out for one week with an early plea. We've got uh, Stephen May. He's now out uh, for getting in a scuffle with teammate uh, Jake Melksham. And uh, he's now uh, won't be playing this week. And we've also got uh, Michael Frederick, who has been in such great form for the Fremantle Dockers. He won't be available. He's been stood down for breaking team protocol by having a maybe a bevy after the win against Brisbane. All right, uh, come and join us on the Tempera Bedshed text line, the number 0487 736 736 or the Scarborough Toyota open line, which is 13 12 55. We'll take a break. Uh, coming up on the program, we're going to talk about State of Origin because there's a, a lot of interest with State of Origin. The first game is tomorrow night in Sydney. New South Wales is their Blues taking on Queensland. And, of course, a couple of weeks' time, It'll be here at Optus Stadium and it'll be a massive event. Be interested to see which way the match goes tomorrow night. Regardless of that, it's going to be a big one. Game two of State of Origin here at Optus Stadium uh, later in the month. And we'll speak to, to a man that knows all about it, Scotty Sattler, who, by the way, is the son of Johnny Sattler, who was a legend uh, of rugby league, played, I think, in four premierships for South Sydney. And it was interesting, before State of Origin, he played for Queensland and he played for New South Wales as well. So I'll speak to Scotty on how his dad's travelling as well. Uh, tomorrow morning, around about 2 o'clock, uh, the Socceroos have a do-or-die World Cup qualifying playoff against the United Arab Emirates. Uh, we'll have a chat about that later on as well. Plus, look at all the football. Nat Fife, his thoughts on uh, playing uh, in the league side, in the AFL uh, this Saturday. We'll have a... Have a listen to him. Plus, there's so much other footy bubbling around as well. So don't go away. This is Drive with Peter Vlahos. And, of course, it's all brought to you by our friends at Toolmart. They are the complete tool centre where you can always get the right tool from the start. Of course, Toolmart. By the way, the Tradies Expo is coming up, which is sponsored by Toolmart. Uh, check the details on the Toolmart website. We'll take a break. It's uh, 10 minutes past five uh, on this Tuesday afternoon.